Telling you, man, with that new uh, electronic mm-hmm. air horn, it has sexed up our air horns <laughs> so much. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. Hi, everybody. Hi. Rob Riggle here. I'm Sarah Tiana. Gary, the shirtless wonder, is with us as always. <laughs> uh, that's not his official name. I mean, it's a great name. Uh, but it is, I mean, it's on the board. <laughs> um, hey, everybody. Welcome back to Riggle's Picks. We have... I uh, had a big weekend, a lot going on. Lots going on. So much going on, so much joy, so many highs and lows. <laughs> um, uh-huh. So this weekend, uh, this past weekend, I went back to Kansas City. Yes, you did. And on Saturday, um, I went to Lawrence, Kansas to watch the KU Baylor game at Allen Fieldhouse. Oh, okay. Uh, as part of the Big Slick uh, charity thing that I do. We had an uh, an auction item where I take you to the game. We go out to dinner. We meet coach afterward. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll, I'll have some drinks. If you're a KU fan, it's a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. And so that this was the make good on that. And then of course, uh, we've been doing this for ten years, and uh, this is the first time in ten years KU's lost. Oh no! And they didn't just lose. Baylor came into Allen Fieldhouse and spanked that ass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And it wasn't fun, and it wasn't cool, and I did not like it. Was it was not charitable, no, I'll sir. tell you that. <laughs> no, sir, I did not like it. It was the number three team in the nation playing the number four team in the nation. Oh, wow, okay. And so KU and Baylor, and Baylor is no joke. They came in, and they played. Now, we uh, we didn't play terrible, but we didn't play great. We had a lot of turnovers, so that was our problem. We were turning the ball over right and left, and we were only getting one shot. We weren't getting many offensive rebounds. Mm-hmm. Baylor... Honestly, I think shot 80% in the second half. They couldn't. It felt well, like they the couldn't miss. That's the way to beat miss. KU, you know. They just came down and were lacing threes. They were, anything they put up just went in. It was really disturbing. Um, <laughs> and they beat us, though, by, like, double digits. Like, it was, that doesn't happen in the field house very much. Double digits? Yeah. Yeah. So, like, if, Did they move up in you, the rank? To, to give you some perspective, I think Coach Self has been there for 15 or 16 years now. We have 13 losses at Allen Fieldhouse. In those, oh. in those 16 years. How many of those were double digit losses? Probably too? none. You yeah, know, like it was, so it was, it was just a, it was a tough day in Lawrence. Mm. Uh, and then, uh, and then I went to Arrowhead for the big uh, divisional playoff Sunday. game. Yes. Uh, against the Texans. Can I ask, cause I was talking about yes. this with my wife. Do you schedule the payoff to be in a theoretical divisional weekend? Do you know in advance, you know, Decent chance, you know, you obviously schedule these probably months in advance, but do you do it with the knowledge that there may be a, a Chiefs game? Actually, no. Mm-mm. I did not. I, did I not. wouldn't think that Rob would have that much Ooh, foresight. I don't know. I lost well, that no, bet. I, I do think, I do I do consider things, but I don't do it far in advance. Like, when I when we scheduled the Baylor to come back for the Baylor game, that was simply because uh, my Fox has the Super Bowl this year, and I work for Fox NFL, so I was, I knew I was going to be tied up going into the later January and, and early February was going to be a mess. So I just I just said, if you're available on these dates, let's go this day. Uh, not realizing that it was going to coincide. In, you know, for But for Miami, we wouldn't be at home. Right, you know? yeah. So, I was so going to say, yeah, you don't have any. There was no way to plan that months in advance. So uh, it just it was a happy, great coincidence that I was in Kansas City, uh, caught the game on Saturday at Allen Fieldhouse, uh, which is a total cathedral to the sport of college basketball, and then went to Arrowhead, which is another cathedral to <laughs> professional football. A much colder one. Much colder. Um, <laughs> and it was cold. Mm-hmm. It was cold. <laughs> 25 degrees, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the windshield made it like 15. It was nuts. <sighs> so anyway, uh, I went to the game, and I brought my son, and we uh, watched the game, and I, I can't even describe... The first quarter, the lows, the, the the deep pit of despair that we were all thrown into. And here's the thing, honestly, 
I think it was great to have my son there uh-huh. because one, I had to maintain. I couldn't lose it. I had to, you know, set the example. I had to, you know, so he starts getting a little misty, a little chin quivers. You know, he's starting to get upset. I can tell mm-hmm. this is upsetting him. And I, I have to sit down with him and I say, son, it's early. There's a lot of game left to play. Don't, you know, don't quit. You can't just quit. We got to get out there and root for That's him. not what you said. I really did. I thought you were like, sack up. This is all your fault. <laughs> I should have never brought you here. Yeah. You're ruining it. <laughs> Go wait in the car. If you hadn't been here, we would be winning right now. It's all your fault. <laughs> no, Sarah. <laughs> okay. All right. I, Different I would, than I thought. Yes. So I'm trying to cheer him up. I'm trying to, you know, okay. remind him. We got to get out there. It's not over. Come on. Put your head up. Let's go. We're gonna, it'll be fine. There's a lot of game. We can come back. We can come back. And I said, you know what? You know what else we're going to do? We're changing the mojo because something ain't right. Okay. So I said, let's go to go some other seats. So we had some friends who had another section that we could sit in. Oh, okay. I'll just say Eric Stone Street. Right. <laughs> he, had a, he had a suite. So we okay. were, So I'm like, let's go over. Let's go over and say hi to Eric and we'll see what's going on. So we went over to his place and we... We go in, we sit down, you know, Eric and I are both we're shaking our heads. We, we're we're yeah. almost in tears. Yeah. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, I just, I said, come on, let's go outside. And it's the second we walked outside, um, Harline, is that his name, Harline? I forget, why am I forgetting? Uh, 17 for the, 17 for the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. He uh, ran back a 58-yard Oh, Hardman. Kick. Hardman. Is it M- Har- Michael Hardman from UGA. Hardman. 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 Mm-hmm. Why did I say hardline? I don't know. Because huh. you're... Because I'm an idiot? An idiot. Okay. Weak. Well, Sarah know. is right, by the way. It's Hardman. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Mecole. Huh. Hardman. Mecole. Okay. He had that 58-yard return mm-hmm. the second we walked out. And I looked at I looked at my son. I said, hey. Huh? huh? See? We just... We're looking at Changing this. the energy. Changing the vibe. Changing it. And then, boom, we scored a touchdown. Mm-hmm. And then, boom, we scored another touchdown. We stopped the punt. Mm-hmm. Uh, the fake punt. Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden they fumble. And I did told I told my son I said, "Son, all those good breaks that they got, we can get good breaks too. So this thing can turn around just as fast as it happened to us. It can happen to them." And it proved out right. It was as yeah. if God was listening to me, because all of a sudden, five minutes into the second quarter, it was still twenty-four to zero. <laughs> yeah. And then within ten minutes, we scored four touchdowns. Mm-hmm. It was 20, if you would have told me at five minutes into the second quarter that you're going to have the lead going into halftime, I, I mean, I would have said, you're an idiot. That's impossible. And yet it happened. And the I'm telling you, Arrowhead was electric. It already is a powerful stadium, a very loud stadium, you know, 144 decibels. It gets out of control, right? And uh, it was so electric, you couldn't even sit down. Like, you couldn't touch metal. Mm-mm. It was electric in that place. <laughs> But everybody was pulling their hair out and coming unglued, and yeah. and you could feel it. It was a fever, and it just washed over the whole stadium. And we rattled off forty-one unanswered points. I mean, that's never been done. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And we went on to score a total of fifty-one points yeah. 51. in three quarters, basically. <laughs> yeah, uh, two and a half, really. Uh, but anyway, one of the greatest. It was. It technically it was the greatest comeback in in franchise history. Um, the second biggest comeback in playoff history and uh, one of the most special things I've ever seen. And, of course, I was so great that I was there with my son and got to share it all. So very special day for everybody. turned out to be great because had the Jayhawks lost and the Chiefs lost, I would not have gone back to Kansas. (laughs) Ever? Ever. (laughs) So I'm really glad it all worked out. That is really good. Yes. Yeah, because Big Slick would be weird next year without you there. (laughs) It would be. Especially if I'm almost Skyping in. I mean, I'd stay outside the city limits. Yeah. I'd be in. Usually you only phone in your acting. So for you to phone in your charity work. Oh, my God. (laughs) Listen to Sarah, everybody. She's got an edge. She spent too much time in traffic on her way over here. (laughs) Let me tell you what happened to me on Sunday. So I, uh, Chris and I went to the gym before the Kansas City game. But it was, the game was starting when we were still at the gym. And I'm watching it while I'm walking on the treadmill and the Texans score first, and I'm like, whoa, crazy. I did not see that. I didn't even think they were going to score. I, I was like, there's no, this isn't going to be close. Then they block the punt, and it's a 
then they scored again. That was 14 nothing. And I'm like, I almost fell off the treadmill. It was not safe. So I got off the treadmill because I was like, this isn't safe. Yeah. I'm starting to think of all the cool things I'm going to say to you when you get back. <laughs> I don't even like evil. the Texans. I don't like them at all. That's where the Falcons lost the Super Bowl. I feel like the Texans are responsible in some way. They are. I hold them accountable yeah. for everything. Bill O'Brien especially. Yeah. So I'm like... Holy cow. And then we get in the car and we're driving home and they score again and it's 21. And I'm like, and Chris is like, what are we going to do for the Super Bowl? Like, we have to find somebody like there. They, <laughs> he's like, I don't know any Texans fans. Who are we going to interview? Who's a Texans fan Who for the Super Bowl? And I'm like, why are you talking? I was like, it's the first quarter. I was yeah. like, this is the Kansas City Chiefs. I was like, they're coming off a bye. They're just cold. They just have to warm up. And, this is like I was like, what's the money line on the Chiefs right now? I'll take I will bet the Chiefs right now. Really? You were that confident? I was that confident. I was like, I will bet them minus ten. I was like, I'll still take them to win by ten. And uh because the the, the line you was were making some bold calls. That's yeah. a bold call. The line was nine and a half. Yeah. And so I was like, I I would take ten. I, I'm confident enough that they'll come back. But the line was only minus two eighty. Like it was like like even betting was like mm, that's just probably is gonna hold. Yeah. Like they're like, nah, we have enough faith in the Chiefs to come back too. So there, it wasn't even good, worth it to put money on it because I was like, gonna make twice as like that's not. I thought it'd be like eight hundred to one, and I'd well, be like, yes. But I gotta tell you though, when you have a twenty-four point lead right. in a playoff game, right. you don't lose those games. They just you just don't lose those no. games because both teams. We, I mean. If you make the playoffs and the and the and the parity in the league is so good that you know if you are twenty four up on any team in the league, there's yeah. really no way you should lose. No way. No, and I especially just, in a playoff. I I I thought about that because I thought like this is why the Titans are in there because the Titans are in there because they're going off of momentum. Like they they tasted blood in the water when they beat the Patriots. They came off a great end of the. Regular season, they didn't have a. Sometimes that bye week can really hurt you, and it yes. proved that with the Ravens because they also sat their starters the last week. Some of them sat the last two weeks, mm-hmm. so like those guys were three weeks cold by the time they played this game. Yeah. And I'm like, Mm-mm, no, no. So you. I also thought the Ravens didn't make any adjustments. No, and that's what I was like. Second half adjustment for the Chiefs will be a night and day anyway. And then yeah, like they just barely even scored. They scored one more time. That's it. I scored it. one more time. It was the final the score was fifty one thirty one. For if you, in case you were trapped under a refrigerator <laughs> and didn't see the game or something. Uh, yeah, it was just. It was just. Insane. It was a special. It was. It was. It was a. It was a. I've been to many, many, many games at Arrowhead, and that was maybe the top game I've ever been to in my life. That's great at Arrowhead. So lucky that you were there. I was. I was yeah. really. I felt so blessed, honestly, to be there. No. And and then I got to beat the drum. Which is a big oh, honor. Uh, yeah, Stone Street and I went up and beat the drum. Wow. Those the... pictures were so cool. <laughs> Those were fun. That's that's um, a picture your kids are going to look back on and cherish one day. Yeah, it was just a neat thing. And, and for my son to be able to see it, too, because th- that's the kind of game that people will talk about 30 years later. Mm-hmm. You know, and he'll be able to say, oh, yeah, I was there with my dad. And yeah. So it was kind of fun. And then my son got to see e- even something more special, which is... Uh, the drunks in the parking lot, <laughs> uh, of Just, which of which there was about eighty thousand, mm-hmm. and was as we as we were driving, my son, I was talking to him. I was like, "Wasn't that a great game?" And his eyes got big as saucers, and he pointed out the the driver's side window, and he didn't say anything. So I turned my head, and there was a drunk in my window going, <laughs> screaming, and he wanted me to roll down the window. And I was like, no, I'm good. And he goes, I roll it down, roll it down. I was like, no, I'm good. So I crack, I rolled it down a crack, you know, just a little bit. I go, what? What do you want? <laughs> and he goes, roll it all the way down, pound it, pound it. And when we pound his fist, and I was like, no, we're good. Thank you, sir. Oh Thank gosh. you. And then he couldn't get the door on the Porta John open, so he started kicking it. Oh, nice. That's when I said, son, this is why alcohol <laughs> sometimes gets the upper hand mm-hmm. if you're not careful. This is why you wait. Yeah, he learned so many lessons that day. <laughs> Uh, not giving up, not drinking too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How to change seats when yeah. your team is losing. How to change the mojo. Yeah. Turn the beat around. It's all your fault if they lose, to be honest. I've always <laughs> felt the responsibility. Yeah, I do. I carry it with me all the time. I'm like, nope, not going to watch it. Or yeah. I can't tweet about it. Or I can't look at my phone. You know, you know funny there's you say always it's, something. It's so funny you say that because there was a time in my life when I, I bought into a lot of the superstition. I'm, I'm kind of past that now. 
I, I have little superstitious moments, but I'm pretty much past it all. But there were times when I was like, if, um, especially around the tournament, basketball tournament, um, or the playoffs. Like, if I had missed the first half of a game. <laughs> Gary popping a bottle yeah, over there, uh, just you so it. you guys know. <laughs> that was officially Gary popping <laughs> yeah. a bottle. Yeah, that's just him. Well, opening I just up ask, a white Gary, claw. for the record, <laughs> w- did you pop a bottle? <laughs> I did. But, okay. Yeah. Okay. Thank you. Yeah, enjoy your white claw, sir. <laughs> <laughs> white claw comes in a can. I don't know. Wait, okay. never mind. Never mind. Oh, of course he knows. I that. don't know. Yeah. He knows all the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if I miss the first half of a game, for the rest of the tournament, I would not uh, watch the first half of a game. If we were on a winning streak. Yeah. And so this is a true story also. Uh, I remember on the Jayhawks uh, in like 1990, they were on a hot streak, or 1991, they went all the way to the finals and lost to Duke. It was 91, I think. Um, and uh, that whole tournament, we were, you know, we weren't that high. We were like a four or five seed. Mm-hmm. That whole tournament, at halftime, I went and got a peanut butter parfait the first game. <laughs> So every game, every game after that, at halftime, I had to go get a peanut butter parfait, whether I wanted it or not. Gotta have it. I had to go, and I sat on the back of, on the top of the couch, not, (laughs) you know. So I watched every game on top of the back of the couch, eating a peanut butter parfait at halftime, and that's just the way it was. At your house, you had to go get a peanut butter, from your, you had to leave your house. I had to leave my house and go get one and come back, and I did that, because it took us all the way to the finals. (laughs) Thank God for that. All the way to the finals. And then what did, do they still make peanut butter parfaits? Yes, they do. Oh, okay. This is That's America, lucky. Jack. <laughs> well, did you hear yeah. about the Chiefs fan who did something similar? What? Yeah. Okay, that so was you great. were you were in Arrowhead, so you probably didn't see this because you oh. were paying attention to the game, but it was blowing up on social media. This gentleman named Charles Penn, who's a Chiefs super fan, tweeted live tweeted basically himself leaving his $250 seats at the end of the first quarter because he said that it was the only chance the Chiefs had. Uh-huh. And he proceeded to keep live tweeting, like, All right, I'm out of here, and he was doing these video blogs, basically, of himself decked in full Chiefs gear. And you can see him. He's clearly going out. This wasn't gamed or anything. And he said that the only chance the Chiefs had because he had seen past playoff losses was for him to leave the building. And he did. And that was right when you guys turned. Oh, around. this poor guy, Charlie. Yeah, Charles I, Pitt is now going to think he is permanently right, mm-hmm. and he's so he, he went totally viral for this. Patrick Mahomes was asked about it in a post game interview, and he said, "You know, you got to watch the, the next game from home." He had already <laughs> Charles had already committed to doing that, and so Charles then tweeted about that and like quoted uh, an interview tweet about that and said, "God, savage." And Mahomes said, "Thanks for doing what was right for the kingdom. It, it's <laughs> so cool." This guy, so this guy's the man. He wow. So okay, funny. now here's, here's uh, my limited exposure. I saw, I think I saw this guy uh, walking down the spot, you know, walking out of the game. But I thought, because I, I didn't listen to it because it was silenced or whatever. I thought he was, I thought everybody was giving him a hard time because he left before the turnaround. And that, so everybody's making fun uh, of him like mm-hmm. sucker. But he actually jumped He's on the He's not a Miami Heat he fan. A, He's not like that. Yeah, or one of the Patriots fans uh, mm-hmm. in the Super Bowl when mm-hmm. they walked out in the third quarter or whatever. Did Wahlberg do that? I don't know. Somebody notable in Houston? did. Yeah, they were trying Probably. to get back in. But Probably. yeah, no, this guy was a hero, and he's, you know. A- Charles Penn, I want to thank you, sir, for your selfless <laughs> yeah. act and way to sacrifice for the kingdom. It is. I mean, all the games this weekend were pretty good. I mean, the uh, the 49ers-Vikings uh, game ended up being a little bit of a blowout, but that was, like, pretty close at the beginning, uh-huh. and then... The 49ers just kind of piled on and took it away. Right. Which was great. Yep. And, uh, but that Tennessee Ravens game, I thought was like one of the best games I've. I was, I, I could was not shocked. Believe. I kept waiting for the, the other shoe to drop. I kept waiting for the Ravens to make some adjustments and get on their game. And they didn't do jack squat. And so big credit to the Titans for being able to stifle them. I think it's all Vrabel. I think Vrabel is. You know, he played for the Patriots. He knows the Patriot way, which, um, according to Julian Edelman, is jumping on the hood of a car and getting arrested. But <laughs> did you hear about you that hear about over that? the weekend? Guys, I've had a busy weekend. I, I, I'm, I'm dying. I'm about to go down with the flu here. So, so uh, what do you and got? so is Julian Edelman. <laughs> what did he do? Uh, he got arrested for jumping on the hood of a car in Beverly Hills. Like, on there is more Saturday? to that. Yes, there is more to that story. See, and I'm I, not really sure <laughs> if it was like. Uh, antagonist. Uh, what is that word I'm trying to say? Antagonistic thing. Like yeah. I, 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 I think of Julian Edelman. I think he's trying to be like, 
you know, F off and like running away and trying to be funny and like jumping on the hood of a car to like slide over it. And was then, he doing like a Starsky and Hutch slide or was he doing a jump up and down and smashing in your hood? There's the no only, video evidence. The only story that came out is that he caught, jumped on the hood of a car and caused damage. I think I saw one report that said the car was a Mercedes, but that's literally like the only detail that's It could have been out. an Uber Black. Like we don't yeah. even know. It could have been his car that he ordered. Like I have no idea. It also I, be that thing where he's not playing football for the next, what, six months, so it's time to have a couple gustos. Yeah, he's about to have surgery, so I think that's why he's even in California in the first place. He's probably having the surgery here. He was hanging out with Paul Pierce yeah. and uh, and um, uh, Danny Amendola, the three of them. So you know he was like showboating over, because he's like two inches taller than Amendola. So he's yeah. like, look at me, I'm the tall one, right? <laughs> and he just like jumps on the hood of a car and acts, and acts a fool. So... <sighs> Was the cop just standing right there, and so he arrested him? Or I'm was sure the driver of the car in? is the one that complained, and then like that's why he got arrested. Hey, whoever's driving that car, just get the dents punched out and get the free season tickets from Edelman yeah. and be done with it. Right. Yeah, I'm sure he's got a wad of cash in his yeah. pocket. Accept an apology, get an autograph, get some ca- like bye. Yeah, Ugh, Try, yeah. Quit trying to. I don't pro- think it was quit anything. Quit trying to prosecute. Big. Yeah, I don't think it was a big deal. Anyway, but that back to Rabel, who played for. Bill Belichick, you know, you know, and now coaches the Titans, and I think that is a why why they beat the the Patriots, and then now the Ravens. I think like I think the combination of Tannehill and Derrick Henry, and Tannehill having people who can catch passes now, oh, and yeah. no more Mariota. I think they, you know, that was a hard decision for Vrabel to make to put in Ryan Tannehill. But look how look where they are. They're in the FC championship, exactly. so you can't question it. I I I just feel like their momentum That's what is, it is. really going to be hard for the 49ers to be. I think the 49ers are such a good team, uh-huh. but the Titans just taste blood and it's like that's really hard they to are beat. They're, they're red hot and they're they are they have momentum, but when they're, they're going to play the Chiefs. They're playing the Chiefs. I was going to say, the are you are oh, you guys looking past the Chiefs? That's so that's that's the, what I mean. Sorry. Oh, I'm just okay. saying yeah. like I thought you were throwing some shade there. Uh, no, no, no. I'm sorry. I just I have baby shit. brain, and I was forgetting that they were. <laughs> that's who you guys played. But I would be terrified to play them right now. Because they're, they're riding a wave. There's yeah. no doubt. They're riding a wave right now. They're the number six seed, and that gives them carte blanche. They got nothing to lose and everything to I gain. Mean, but it's like what we saw with the Nationals this year when they won the World Series. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they were the wild card uh, team. They had to play a wild card game to get in. <laughs> It's it's baseball, it's football, it's college basketball. If you peak at the right time, if you get hot mm-hmm. at the right time, if your team gels, all those things come together at the right time, you can ride that all the way. Well, that's what everybody always says the actual Patriot way is. It's like, it's the confidence. It's like they go into the game thinking they're going to win. Like they don't think about losing. They're, they're just so confident that they're going to win. And confidence it's like, ba- is so massive yeah. in this game. And when you've just beat Tom Brady and then the MVP of this year's NFL season in Lamar Jackson. like Here's why, here's why I'm optimistic. Because I hear everything you're saying yeah. about the Titans. I'm optimistic because, one, um, the Chiefs made it to the AFC Championship last year and came a play away right. from the Super Bowl. One play away. And that, that is, uh, bothered them. They came back this year. They are great they made the playoffs. They had a great season. And when they were down 24 to nothing, something inside all of that, that bench, something inside all those players said, no, mm-hmm. we are not going out like this. This is not who we are. Let's go show them who we are. And who they are is 51 points in three quarters. Yeah. That's who they are. And so they got some momentum. They got mm-hmm. some confidence. So as both these teams stride into the AFC Championship, I like my Chiefs. No. I, I mean, it is going to be such a good game. Yeah. And I'm so excited yeah. to see it this weekend. I mean, I just, like, just just from a stats uh, perspective, the Tennessee Ravens game, I don't know if you know, but it's the first time five Heisman Trophy winners have ever played in the same game before. I did not know that. That's Whoa. cool. Yeah, it's the first time ever. Four is the top, but this game had five. You had Lamar Jackson, RG3, who's uh-huh. his backup, uh, Marcus Mariota, who's the backup to Tannehill, Derrick Henry, Mark Ingram. Wow. That's Crazy. Pretty, yeah, that's Crazy. cool. That's yeah. a lot of firepower. A lot of firepower. My other favorite statistic that I heard before 
which I forgot to bring up last week, was that um, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I've always been a fan of, and everybody makes fun of me for being such a Fitzmagic wagoner, but he has now beat the Patriots with every team in their division. Yep. He's beat them that. as a Bill. He's beat them as a Dolphin and as a Jet. And I just the best. love it. I would honestly, if I was... Who in can the, say that? If I was a fan of a team in the AFC East, I would just put him on payroll to stand outside of Gillette Stadium. <laughs> <laughs> on yeah. game day. Yeah. <laughs> just stand out, walk around, hand out candy to the kids, whatever. <laughs> candy to the kids. You know, but just put that funk <laughs> on the Patriots. Put that stink yeah, on Yeah, put it on them. Yeah, yeah, if I were visiting teams, I would just always have his face on like those play cards that <laughs> yeah, they hold yeah, up yeah, on yeah. the <laughs> sideline. Just like throwing that digit. But yeah, that was... Uh, All right, you, so give me... Give it to me now. Make your call. We're down to the final four. Give me your call right now. No justification. I want uh, your Super Bowl uh, teams. I think it's going to be 49ers, Titans. Sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You just made the biggest mistake of your life. <laughs> I did. I, I probably did. Gary? <laughs> I, 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 my, the most confident thing I'll say is I think it's the winner of the Chiefs-Titans game. But I, I got to go Chiefs. Sm- because Gary's smart. I hope it's Chiefs for you, you know? It's uh, going to be the Chiefs <laughs> and the 49ers. Although, it's really hard to look past Aaron Rodgers. I, you know, I feel weird I think weird it's very easy to look past him. Really? Yeah. I don't know. I'm not so easy on that one. Well, I. I don't know why it's so easy for you, but it ain't easy for me. I still think it's 49ers. They're the full package. I think they're offense, defense, special teams. I think mm-hmm. they're the full package. But I think it's 49ers, and I think it's Chiefs. Um and you can take your Titans pick and put it in your butthole. <laughs> okay. Is that a nice way of saying that? Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah. I i don't know. Sometimes piddle of correctness. Yeah, I feel like the Seahawks had so many chances to win that game. Um, oh, it, Russell I mean, Wilson it, was the only guy playing. Yes. He's a gunslinger. Yeah. I, my hat's off to him. I'm he sad that Marshawn Lynch, we don't get to keep watching him or hearing him and post-game <laughs> conferences. Oh, craziness. Yeah, just talking about chickens. Uh, that was perhaps the best thing from yeah. this weekend. But which is also funny, like so much chicken talk because also the Packers players said that Russell Wilson, like chasing him around, it felt like chasing a chicken without a fence where you're just like, oh, I can't catch it. I can't catch it. It's so, it's so small and wily. Yeah, so that was... Um, All right, yeah. well, we've, so, our picks are in, everybody. Yeah. I'll let you be the judge. Go ahead and write it and tell Sarah how wrong she is. But <laughs> where can they write to? Uh, they can go on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash Podcast. What? Get out of town. Yeah. It's that easy, Gary? It's that easy. And if you uh, stay tuned to the end of this show, we'll probably take some listener questions or maybe some Turtle Award nominees from that very page. Oh, my gosh. We can do it all on that page. We still have to talk about the national championship game, yes, we which do. was yesterday. Oh, yeah. Let's make that. a chance to watch that game? I did. I caught part of it um, uh, because I was flying in, back, coming back home. Um, mm. But... Um, you know, when it was 25-28, it was still a game. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was interesting. I thought, well, maybe Clemson can do this. They've won 29 games in a row. Why not win 30, you know? Yeah, sure. They have probably one of the greatest quarterbacks. in. Well, if not, I think he is the great. He didn't win the Heisman, but he's. I think he's one of the greatest quarterbacks. Oh, yeah. He'll be in the number one draft yeah. pick next year. Uh, we're talking about the Clemson quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. And uh, so I, I thought right up to that point it was a game. Then all of a sudden, you know, Louisiana just had too much firepower, too much strength overall you know defense and offense they took it over dominated and it turned out to be what kind of what i predicted because my son and i were debating it and i said i think lsc is going to win by 17 son oh that was my call that's so no you did not say I, that. honestly i said 19 and i said i said i thought it was going to be around 17 no way yes i was i i was having this debate with my son no way. Yes. You did not say 17. Honestly, That's hindsight. you can ask my son. I, I, <laughs> but I did say 17. I really did. I was betting guys in the office because they were like, oh, I'll give you, like, I was like, I was, I was like, I said LSU's going to win by 19. And they were like, I'll bet, I'll take your bet. I'll take your bet. And I was like, they were, I was like, what do you want to bet? And they were like, $20. <laughs> well, just, I'll just take the points. So I'll just take whatever the, and I was like, well, it's LSU minus four and a half. I was like, you're going to take Clemson plus four and a half. And they were like, yeah. And I was like, Done. easiest money I ever made. Easiest money ever. When you put 63 points on the board <laughs> yeah. in the semi, 
Yeah. You know, you're going against be, Oklahoma. Yeah, and everybody else, you've been smoking like a reefer. Yeah, you're and you're 13 and 0, and you just just don't even start with me. No, don't even come to my house. Yeah. First of all, they're playing in New Orleans, so yeah. it's a home game. Yeah. And it is a home game. Yeah, it's a home game. Yeah. And also, like, I don't care. I I just I don't. I just. I'm always going to cheer against Dabo Sweeney and his ethics. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'm always going to cheer for Ed Orgeron, who sounds like the water boy coach. You know what I mean? Like, he's like the perfect coach for LSU. <laughs> Go Tiger! Yeah. I'd be like, is, is this perfect. guy just sucking on crawdads all yeah. day? Like, he sounds like... Well, I thought he was... I Originally, when they <laughs> cut character. to him, I thought... Well, I thought he was... Uh, originally, when they cut to him on the sideline, I thought, oh, that's like a celebrity <laughs> guest visit from Swamp People. <laughs> yes. No, no. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, we got the quality. Oh, we'll go with no. that. No What's your character on Riggles Fix? Uh, oh yeah, Doctor uh, Navin Fontana Calderon. <laughs> yes, it's exactly who he sounds. <laughs> look like. here! Oh, look oh here. yeah! Oh yeah! Oh, like. fool it now! <laughs> yeah, he does. He sounds like yeah, <laughs> Yosemite Sam meets you know swamp the, people. Yeah, it's very bizarre and. Uh, well, I thought. I mean, look. I, you know, I wish it would have been closer. We all do, but it, it is. It kind of went down the way I. I really not that I have a crystal ball or anything, but I just that. I just looked at the strength and the the way the LSU had had dominated everybody they've played. Well, you have to, but yes, but also like I just knew too. I was like, yeah, they're a little flustered. I don't think Joe Burrow has seen a defense like this. He hasn't been rushed, or you know, he's he's never really scrambling that much. I was like, so he just has to adjust after the half. And he literally spent five minutes in the locker room and came back out and rode the bike for ten minutes. And I was like, oh, he's fine. I was like, I would double my money. I I would go double or nothing right now on my back. I heard... you know, on the TV, that he had his, he got looked like he got his ribs smashed yeah. up, and so because he was telling his teammates, "Don't, don't, you know, don't let's not high five that hard, and, <laughs> you know, don't crowd oh, me, don't, don't smash into yeah. me because I'm, I'm tender Recovery. right now." Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that's another reason I think he was on the bike was trying to keep his body loose because mm-hmm. when you get injured like that, everything wants to tighten up. Right. Um, so I'm oh, sure today, I'm sure today he's hurting yeah. in a big way. Other than the high, the yeah. euphoria of being a national champion. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, he's probably in a lot of pain yeah. from getting laid 80 times last night. <laughs> so I'm sure he's, you know, been, yeah. Well, he's I'll, like got to catch his breath because he's been drowning in, <laughs> you know what, for the last eight hours. I don't think it works like that anymore. <laughs> quarterbacks, quarterbacks don't. It, oh, yeah, nobody likes quarterbacks. <laughs> no, no, they're all like, it's all tech nerds now. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> Did you see after the game, too, like Odell Beckham Jr. was there because he went to LSU. Okay. And he was handing out cash to the players <laughs> on I camera. Rumor, I heard rumor, but on I, didn't camera. S- I didn't see anything. So oh, yeah. I, pull, I can pull up video. Yeah. So what does that mean? That's got to be wrong. Yeah, they're not allowed <laughs> to take money. And he's just blatantly, it's like, hey, you're now ineligible. You're now ineligible. You're now. So, like, LSU PR is, like, doing everything they can to, like, backpedal. It's well, I'm sure they got to walk it back and they got to justify it. <laughs> you, good luck you, justifying well, it was, something it was, to the NCAA. It was cab money. It's a gift. It's cab money after the game. It's a gift Alone. from an alumni. Oh, God. You know, who now plays in the NFL. I mean, <laughs> I'm sure all of them were seniors, and this was their last game, and it doesn't matter. <laughs> oh God! I know what an idiot. What a, usually Odell. That's just so bad for the program. It's so bad for everything. Usually he's just got that cash on hand to pay fines. You know what I mean? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Did you guys see? As a USC fan, I thought this was funny that Pat Hayden, who was the former athletic director mm-hmm. at USC, was trending yesterday. He's been away from football for four years, but he passed up. Uh, Coach Orgeron to be the USC head coach. Oh, and hilarious. The internet went wild and started roasting him after the oh, national now? championship. They should have been saying that two years ago. Uh, f- even they were, they but should... anytime he does something particularly right. great, the internet you know, remembers. I just love how yeah. upset USC fans get. And it's like, how, like the fact that that program has been so unsuccessful for like the last five, six years is like, well, since Carol left. Shame. Since Carol, P- Carol left. Oh, yeah. I mean, even Lane Kiff, like, they have a, they, Sarkeesian, like yep. they've gone through. I know some it's really weird hitters. too because they have uh, at USC, just like uh, Notre Dame or Penn State, or go go through the powerhouses, right? They have a winning tradition, yeah. And so, therefore, it ebbs and flows. 
but the winning tradition always comes back. And it's supposed to. It's supposed to, but they and Georgia is, falls into that, I think, mm-hmm. as well. Oh yeah. Um, LSU, um, a lot of the Southeast well, schools just the actually. SEC falls yeah. into yeah. that. Yeah. Period. Uh, but USC, you know, has a winning tradition, and they, when they get it together, and they get that coach, that coach that makes sense. All of a sudden, it's all about recruiting, and it's like like just more and more kids are going to SEC schools because of the, the recruiting. You got to yeah. go Ohio State. I mean, like, and that's why so many people have transferred. I mean, look at Joe Burrow; he transferred from Ohio State, mm-hmm. and he played. You know, he sat on the bench for three and a half. He's, but, the, but then he's he got in, his Heisman, he, his undefeated season, and his uh, in one year and his national championship. And he's been taking classes online from home because he's older. He's yeah. like twenty three or something yeah. like that. You know, yeah. so he's. He's technically doesn't have to go to class anymore. He's like a grad student, but yeah. like we got his masters. Yeah, he got his master, and it's so funny too because he won. Uh, he won the national title at uh, twenty three, and Lamar Jackson is going to get the MVP at twenty two in the NFL. That's so weird. <laughs> uh, but that's why I think like he's obviously going to be playing for the Bengals next year. So, uh, but he's from Ohio, so it's kind of perfect that he's going back. He's going to be loving it. Oh yeah, and with him at quarterback, they can build around him. He can be a franchise yeah. guy. Imagine going from a team with that's the Tigers to the Bengals. Yeah. Like it's just like it all just seems like destiny. So yeah. I'm excited for Cincinnati fans. I'm excited. You know, I hope AJ Green stays just so he can catch passes from Joe Burrow. I think that'll be great. It's going to be awesome. All right. Well, let's uh, let's what are, what, are, what are, Gary? Tell me what, what am yes. I looking at? Here? You want a turtle order too? Also, yes. I want to say goodbye to Josh Donaldson, who was an Atlanta Brave. He just left and he signed with the Twins today. Oh my God. That's not the only news out of uh, MLB. <laughs> Baseball? Yeah. Yeah, you think? Oh, yeah. The Astros uh, fired their GM and their coach, right? Right. For a cheating scandal. Yep. For a, They fire them, and they've been suspended by MLB for a year. That's Lynch and, you know, AJ. And, but then they the Red Sox fired Alex Cora today, finally. But there's no suspension that's been brought down on him yet. And it's like... It's so bizarre. It's so bizarre that they get a well, year. And for the for the people who are wondering what the the scandal is, uh, apparently stealing signs. Stealing signs. Now, stealing signs. I, you know, there's all kind. It's a tradition as old as baseball. Exactly. And so the thing is, like, I guess there's a, a a mentality of look. There's there's proper ways to cheat, and there's improper ways. Well, to cheat. you can't use cameras and videos and get high tech about it and that's it's, what the, and that's what the issue is these guys were using high tech ways to steal signs yes now if you got a runner on first base or a runner on second or a runner on third base and they're catching these signs and you're able sure. to give your teammate a heads up that's just baseball right yeah, the other team's got to know to hide them the yeah right way. you got to hide your signals yeah. change them up change them up do all kinds mm-hmm. of things um and that's baseball Oh, Strasburg had to do that in the World Series because he was tipping his pitches because he was lifting his hand up too high and they could see where his fingers were on the ball before he threw it. Yeah. So he's That's the level of detail, by the way. He changed that up and then he threw zero, like he struck everybody out after that. There you go. But he had to make that adjustment as the pitcher. Right. And so that's what I'm saying. Like there's acceptable ways and there's unacceptable ways. And this high tech stuff that they're doing where they're using cameras and I don't know what else they were using, but... They're using high tech, and that is not considered baseball. It's not pure. They no. were apparently using high tech and low tech because they were using the camera, somehow relaying it to the dugout, and then the guys in the dugout were banging on a metal trash can. That was how they were getting the. Well, signal. that was how uh, the Astros were doing it, which which was uh, a system that Alex Cora implemented when he coached the Astros when he was a bench coach, and then he went on to coach the Red Sox. That's why he's been fired from the Red Sox. Okay, and apparently. There are eight other teams that could possibly go down. And Chris and I were talking today, and he was like, you know, of course, this affects his Well, the Royals ain't one of them because they were sub (laughs) five. Yeah, they were terrible. (laughs) I hope not. Uh, Also, Dodgers fans should calm down because it's not like they were going to win the World Series. Yeah, exactly. It's like, you know. They were swept. Yeah, you guys. Yeah, there's a lot more issues than people stealing your signs. Uh, But... Who comes out, we were talking about who comes out, like who this really benefits, like what this really does. You know, first of all, if I'm Pete Rose, I'm pissed because I've been banned for life and I can't get into the Hall of Fame because I bet on myself. Yeah. And these guys cheat and they're still in. Major League Baseball has been turning their head on steroids for years. So the fact that they're making this a big issue is interesting. Yeah, I, I can't, all I it's can say, been, all I can, the only way you can justify, there's well, there is no justification. It's because it's uh, it's inconsistent. But yeah. I think I think what the commissioner is trying to do, he's trying to protect the game, 
as best he can. Uh, when this is pre- when this was thrown on his desk, I'm sure he was like, well, great. You know, like, wow. do I ban for life? Do I, mm-hmm. you know, what do, what do I do here? You know? Well, uh, I mean, all, all it's really doing because, is like, the Because, like, the guys that did the steroids cheated. Yeah. Okay? But they're still around. Mm-hmm. And so, so these guys that cheated, they're going to get punished, but they're still around. You know, like, even the steroid guys got punished. Yeah, but that was also weird because you had people using steroids and bulking up, you know, like Bonds and all those guys. And then you had um, people like, oh, name played for the um the yankees pitcher that got bumped because he was using hgh uh sabathia no it starts with um oh my god and like that to me hgh is yeah pettit i was like starts with the p andy pettit which you know he made like this like pseudo apology but hgh doesn't make you bigger it just helps you heal faster to still go back to who you are as a person right you're just you're just healing to go back to who you were right as opposed to bulking up bulking up and performance enhancing enhancing yeah you're going back and so like i don't think that was right you know so it's like he got the same punishment that other other guys got and it's like no 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 no. that's not the same drug i think the the inconsistency is what's so obnoxious but think about how the yankees come out ahead in all of this because right now you have the Astros are in shambles. The Red Sox just lost their coach. You know what I mean? And you're sitting there as the Yankees like, hmm. Loving it. Yeah. Loving it. So I'm like, well, who's that, really think, bringing about all these charges? I think everybody, look, everybody wants what's right. It's just you got to have some consistency. If you don't have consistency, uh, you can't trust. You can't yeah. trust. If you, there's no consistency. If it's, if it's like you just pointed out, you know, if, if Pettit's getting busted for the same thing that – that McGuire's getting mm-hmm. busted for. Well, that's not that's not right. Or no. Bonds is getting busted for. That's not the same equivalency. There's it's not the same. No, not the same. Now these guys, this is a whole brand new chapter in the cheating universe. Yeah. That, so I'm sure the commissioner's like, uh, you know. Yeah, this is untapped territory. Like we don't even. We're know in uncharted that, waters yeah. here. So I'm gonna I'm gonna make a decision, and his decision was not lifetime suspension because, uh, you know, signal stealing is is part of the game if you do it right. Yeah. Um. So he probably was like, I you know. Maybe you could justify the way that he handed it down, but it's got to be handed down that way forevermore. Well, for those who didn't know the story, I think that the report also determined that neither of those guys knew about this or, or were involved in the in doing it. They didn't, and the, the statement from the owner was that they, while they weren't involved in the scheme, they didn't do anything to stop it. So that may have played. Well, a if you don't know too. about something, how can you stop it? If you're the GM of a team and you don't know about that, then you sh- you're not a very good GM. Correct. There's no way he didn't know. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot. You're of, complicit. There's a lot of political stuff going on in the way. There's they're releasing also eight all this. teams being investigated right now, so there's more and more punishment, and more and more stuff that's going to come out. Yeah. About by it. the way, everybody, don't be Pollyanna about this because um, straight up, if uh, there is a mentality of if you're not cheating, you're not trying hard enough. I mean, the, with, with statistics. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there really and is, with, and so with, people are always. It's it's like it's like cops and robbers. You can create every law imaginable, and there's always going to be somebody out there trying to subvert it. Yeah, you can get around there's, it. There's always I mean, people who want the shortcut. Always. Look at what the Patriots started doing this year, which came back to bite them in the game against uh, Tennessee, which was uh, taking the clock, the the penalty, like for yeah. delay of the delay of game penalty, moving it back five yards, mo- delay of game that, and after you get it twice, it runs off the clock another forty five seconds, right? So they were like just getting all this extra time. So then at the end of the year, people started declining the penalty. And uh, then the Patriots couldn't do it anymore, and then it was used against them because uh, Brable was paying attention. Brable was paying attention. Yeah, I, it's like it's like little ways in the rule. That's the thing about Belichick; he always knew the rule book better than you did. Mm-hmm. So he knew he could set up a pick play before other people knew they could set up a pick play. It's just like whatever advantage you can get, you have to get. I mean, and it, it's because well, the competition is so. Yeah, tight. I mean, every, every athlete now, by like ten years ago. The players on the baseball diamond didn't have a, a card in their back pocket that told them where to stand. Yeah. You know, when so-and-so was up to bat. There was no, like... Yeah. yeah. You, had a manager, you had a manager telling you where to shift. Yeah. You know, you'd look at the like, dugout yeah, and he'd point... A little over this way. A exactly. Little over, no. Well, and, you know, look. Look at the stakes here. The stakes are millions of dollars, millions of dollars, not only Hundreds. for the organization, but for the players. If you make the postseason... You yeah. just got yourself another couple million dollars. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, that means a lot. Yeah. Uh, as a player. 
So you're just making the postseason is, you know, that's why the, it's so intense. I get it. It's so intense. And I get it. What scares me, though, is if these commissioners of all these leagues don't start protecting their leagues and and really laying down some some death sentences, you know, and, and making it real clear about the rules, you know, Uncle Sam's going to step in. Yeah. And that's not, you don't want that. Yeah, you got to be, yeah. You don't want that. You got to be careful. You don't want oversight from the government in your no. sports. You just no. don't want it. Yeah, it's more likely to happen in football than anything, but yeah. All right, you guys want to do yes. maybe really one turd award and yes. then one question? All right. Yes. Um, let's see. All right. I just can't pass this one up. There are several that were sent in by fans, and we will get to those next time, but this one I just happened to cross. A Florida man high on meth decided to climb a traffic light and go number two on passing cars. <laughs> Roy Stern was arrested by Miami police after numerous calls about a man hanging from a traffic light and shitting on cars. Police and the fire department had to bring Roy down via a ladder. According to authorities, Roy was high on crystal meth and marijuana. Uh, he was I'm high sorry. on life is what he was. This guy was shitting on cars. I'm sorry, you said a Florida man. Huh. I did. Is that, that the dickens? You're just so happy it's not Kansas. Kansas, he probably moved there from Kansas. Would he never. probably retired there from Kansas. They just wandered over the line from Georgia. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, where is First this? First of because all, you're only enough. allowed to shit on cars when you're in high school. Okay. Uh, Roy. <laughs> Roy. Look, we've all had to take dumps. <laughs> yeah. And and I, I, I applaud I applaud uh, your panache. For for taking a dump on high. Oh, high. Finding the high ground. That's really in I Florida would, is not that's easy. Dropping a deuce. <laughs> is that is it like a, a quattro by the time it hits? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the further up you are. <laughs> you know what I by mean? By the time it splats, it is a quattro. <laughs> taking a quattro. <laughs> if you there is, I think there is a law if you take a dump from over fifteen feet. Oh, yeah. Oh, my. He looks so handsome. Yeah, he looks like he, he fell quite, off a couple of those light posts. Oh he has God. quite the mugshot. I'll post it at uh, Facebook.com slash Podcast. If you're wondering what he looks like, imagine a guy taking a dump off of a uh, street light. <laughs> imagine right? if... And then he fell off the street light and he fell face first into his dump. <laughs> to me, he looks like if Kurt Russell melted. <laughs> That's what he looks like. Uh, wow, Roy. Have you ever shit off of a light post before, Riggle? I have a uh, light post or a street light? Like, what are you talking about? Be very specific. <laughs> uh, a street light? No. Okay. No. A traffic light? No. <laughs> a light post? No. A bridge? No. Oh. <laughs> I was getting all excited. No, I, I I I'm pretty disciplined about my deuce. <laughs> I keep it. I keep my I keep my deuce wired tight. Yeah, got it. Uh, but if I do want to impress the ladies, I usually I do go to the top of a building. Yeah, I wonder if he was like uh, if he only took poops on gr- when it was like green light go, if that's when you go, because you can't to- stop a poop when it's red. Or if he was doing that like that bomber stuff where you're trying to time your dump so yeah. it, so it hits just right. Yeah, that's good. That would be fun. I might do that tonight. <laughs> See if you can time your dumps with a red light that and a green light. That's tough. You don't have to turn on the <laughs> red light. <laughs> Splat. Florida man. I just find it hard to believe that a Florida man's on meth. Mm. Where does he even get it? Yeah, especially in Florida. In Florida. That doesn't make Must any be sense. tough to come by. There's so much effort that went into that. Also, just climbing up a street lamp. A street light post. That shows a lot of initiative because most meth heads just are too lazy, I would think. Yeah. To climb. Well, I guess they're not. I guess they're bouncing off the walls and taking dumps in high altitude. So. Yeah, I guess just imagine. I, I'm, I'm just imagining where he thought he was. I always feel bad, too, for the police when, oh. they, when they show up and they have to, they're looking up <laughs> and they're like, oh, my God, I just want to have a normal shift. <laughs> and then, of course, they go, call the rookie. Yeah, I you mean, know, I the feel probation-y. like cops in Florida should get paid more. They than should the rest get paid of the more. <laughs> I know everybody likes to go. We need to pay our teachers more. Fine, fine. I'm not going to argue with you, <laughs> but we need to pay the cops in Florida a lot more. Yes, like twice as much <laughs> as a normal cop. No offense, <sighs> but you don't have to deal with naked meth heads on light posts taking or- hot dumps. <laughs> yeah, in traffic because you got to go up and get them. 
Uh, you you got to bring his stinky ass down. You got to get a ladder. Oh. Mm-hmm. You got to, you know, what are you doing, Roy? Why are you up here? Man, fuck you. Come and get me if you want me. Yeah. Man, what it look like I'm doing? I ain't got no pants on. I'm taking the dump. <laughs> you think he's that coherent? <laughs> talking? Yeah. Uh, Roy, what are you doing up there? Nah, man, dig on. Don't talk about that. Yeah. Thank you, Roy. Yeah. I would have just tased his ass. <laughs> you know, those those tases you can shoot from afar. Uh-huh. I would have tased his ass, electrocuted him, have him fall off, have the fire department there with the big net, catch his ass, uh, cuff him, mm-hmm. fire hose him, because the fireman's already there, mm-hmm. fire hose that ass. Wipe him off. Yeah, yep. fire hose him down. Yeah, just his buttocks. <laughs> and then uh, dry him up and put him in the clank. <laughs> Where there's more Agreed. than enough, there's probably more meth in the clink. You and I are 100%, we see eye to eye on uh, judgment. We should be police commissioners <laughs> yes. in Florida. Yes. All right, let's do one fan question and then we'll get out of here. There was a great story about Kansas. Jake Porter, I will be getting to your story next week, I oh promise. Um, but this th- for this question, let's go with uh, Gabe Pedragon. Hey, Robin Sarah, if you were to write an autobiography, what would the title be for each? Uh, for each? Oh, for Sarah's? Sarah um, and Rob. For oh. my autobiography, um, it would be like, how did my, the title would be, how did that get there? Because there's always a stain on my shirt. <laughs> that's always what I say. <laughs> I always say that's what it's going to be on my tombstone. I'm like, wait, how did that get there? I would steal Judy Greer's. <laughs> I would, oh. which is, I don't know where you know me from. Because <laughs> that's all I ever Tales get. From is, my, where do I know uh, you from? Where do I know you from? Isn't it like tales and like the subtitle is like tales from a supporting actress or yeah, something, something like, like that? Yeah. yeah, I don't, I didn't, but I always thought that was the best title because that's that's pretty much what I. You're, not, you're, I think a good title for you would be like uh, number seven on the call sheet. <laughs> number five, oh, at sorry, least. number five on the call sheet. Uh, that would be a good always wears one. a hat in rehearsal that says number one on the call sheet, and we all laugh so hard <laughs> because we're like, "Are you Are always you? number one?" <laughs> Let's Are think you? about it. For this show, perhaps. Yeah, maybe for this show, because it has your name on it. Uh, um, or Thunderlips, the ultimate male. <laughs> <laughs> it's a toss-up. It's a toss-up. I think that's it. That's, there's, no, I'm not going to beat that. No. All right, guys. Um, hey, thanks for listening to Riggles Picks. We talked a lot of sports. Uh, we're coming back. We'll talk uh, more turds. Uh, we'll talk uh, turd nominees, and we'll talk more some uh, some uh, listener mail. Oh yeah, um, and, and playoffs and playoffs. We got some AFC, championship NFC. games to talk about. We got a lot to talk about. So, hey, thanks for listening. This is Rob Riggle. I'm Sarah Tiana, and for Gary, uh, this has been Riggle's picks. Fair, 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 fair. Fair.